especially in the beginning, uh, we quite uh, focus on the components of responsible innovation and try to basically say, this is an open access, this is transparency, you need to anticipate and foresight. But over time, you understand that not all of these issues are, let's say, really important and material for for the all businesses. So it's a journey, not an event. You need to fulfill the monument standard and go further, improve yourself over time. Hi, and welcome to Responsible Innovation 100. I'm Shahan Drummond. Today we have Ermand Yagmeye, who is a senior researcher at the Faculty of Technology, Policy and Management at Delft University of Technology in the Netherlands. He is also the founder and partner at consulting for Yagma, which specializes in AI impact assessment and risk management. Over the next hour, we will focus on three main topics. The first one being the role of communication in driving responsible innovation. Second is steps to assess and improve social performances in research and innovation projects. And third is how can responsible innovation methodologies be integrated into existing performance assessment and monitoring efforts to support initiatives, including, for example, the UN SDGs or CSR. But before we start, I would love to actually ask our guest, Emmand, whether you would like to add a few more words about yourself. Yeah, thank you for invitation. Pleasure to be here and talk about uh, and speak with you about responsible innovation industry. Uh, my name is Emad Yagmai. Uh, as uh, Jian said, uh, so I'm a, a senior researcher at Value uh, Technology Innovation of uh, Delft University of Technology, uh, as well as a senior consultant at uh, uh, our company, Yagma PV, uh, which we are doing uh, the uh, designing and developing monitoring system for non-financial or non-technical aspects of technology, one of which AI, artificial intelligence, which we have, we are doing the AI impact assessment. You can follow the line, so it's innovation management issues, arising the kind of the intersection of science, technology, and society. And that is also lies in my consultancy work, that is innovation technology management of emerging technology, to identify and work with the social impacts of technology. So that is who I am, and uh, I have been working in, on monitoring companies' business innovation across their non-financial issues, and indirectly currently focusing on UN SDG, Sustainable Development Goals, and also directly to responsible research innovation principles in industrial context to see, to demonstrate how industry can basically uh, use these principles in their process innovation to improve uh, social responsibility and sustainability. Yeah. How did you end up over the years in responsible innovation? Yeah, good question. Uh, so, um, yeah, I started, uh, my background, background is engineering, so material science and engineering. And uh, after engineering, I wanted to learn more about the business activity. So that I uh, studied uh, international commerce and also another uh, master on MBA, uh, just business outsourcing. And that is where I start connecting engineering activities to the business innovation activities. 
But then uh, through the studies, uh, graduate studying at the PhD, I studied innovation technology management. And there basically work on uh, with industry on the topic of responsible innovation to improve their uh, business actions to our social responsibility and sustainability. And that is where the path comes because at some point, so I was basically working more in business side, but then uh, slowly and steadily switch to the more social science, let's say, related topics, and then uh, move forward to the responsible innovation, which now I, in the journey that I also now, I get back a little bit into the business, as you can see from the consultancy, we back to the business and more engineering side. So the path is uh, now is a loop. So uh, I also somehow slowly back to the, what I started the path of responsible innovation. How would you describe responsible innovation to say a manager or investor who may have never heard about responsible innovation before? Yeah, I think the core elements of responsible innovation lies in process that help us to our social responsibility and sustainability. And that is where I started to talk with businesses to not necessarily talk about terminology, terms of responsible innovation, but more about the components of responsible innovation linking to their businesses, to their activities, because it's pretty important at the industrial level to bridge the language between uh, what is uh, basically is narrated nicely in responsible innovation to what they are looking for and what they are what they can understand. You can talk about uh, transparency, you can talk about stakeholder engagement, but in a way that is basically understandable for the businesses. This is where I started to speak with the businesses uh, through not the terms of responsible innovation, but through the uh, elements that they, uh, they are aware of and not in the first place bombard them with the all elements of responsible innovation. I try to basically understand a little bit about what they do and then try to uh, connect the responsible innovation business case, let's say, to their business case as much as possible. And that could be, in the first place, uh, transparency for one company. That could be a stakeholder engagement for another company. That could be foresight measures for the third company. That is the most important part, in my view, uh, to start conversation with the company's businesses about responsible innovation at first stage. And then when you are in a discussion with them and when you are in talk, then you may, you may be able to add more stuff. That is what, what I started. So, and then how to, uh, how to tell uh, what is responsible innovation? I will frame it around social responsibility, social values, and then moral values, and social and moral values, and also sustainability issues, where, where they may understand it better. When you look back to when you first started doing responsible innovation to now, has your approach changed over time? Yes, uh, change and also improve because at the first years, I was not aware that, uh, okay, um, this connection is that important. Over time, you understand, okay, the connection, this, this bridging of terms of responsible innovation to what they do is that important that maybe you cannot start conversation. Especially in the beginning, uh, we quite... Uh, focus on the components of responsible innovation and try to basically say 
this is an open access, this is transparency, you need to anticipate and foresight. But over time, you understand that not all of these issues are, let's say, really important and material for, for the all businesses. Therefore, you need to change your the way of the communicating with them in one or another, and basically quite flexible in one case to another case, in order to convince them to sit together and then go go on and then talk about uh, responsibility, sustainability, or issues that you want to. Because you want to some things add on to what their businesses do. So you need to change your language in order to bridge the gap between what you are telling and what they are telling. Therefore, the, the, the approach has been improved, let's say. I wouldn't say that it's now it's yeah complete, so it's, a be, it's the best approach, but uh, we could uh, communicate uh, with the industry in terms of their needs, their requests about social responsibility. And also, at the same time, when you are improving, the world is also going on. And then, so they also get uh, get aware of uh, what is going on in society. And then they need to take care of societal, ethical, environmental aspects. And that helps in terms of the understanding better each other. You need to be aware of this vocabulary is not the same in different sectors. They may talk about the components of responsible innovation or other terms like corporate social responsibility, but they are not basically making an umbrella topic for themselves. That, okay, we have the RRI uh, or CSR or ESG uh, in the company, but we talk about sustainability, we talk about transparency, we we care about the privacy, and so on and so on. My understanding is that responsible innovation occurs at three levels. So there's, there's a macro level whereby it's more to do with responsible innovation policies. So policy governance, um, building a macro environment that encourages businesses within that environment to do responsible innovation. And then we have the organizational responsible innovation, which is which has to do with things like business model, business structure, processes, the way that a company works with its supply chain, its partners, for example. And then we have responsible innovation at the product level. So this has to do with things like maybe ethical AI or privacy by design, products and service specific decisions, um, design decisions. I was looking at your experience. It seems like your experience kind of encompass all three levels. We will talk about later, but you did help to develop the CWA 17796 standard, right? So how do you see the development development of responsible innovation at the moment? Are most responsible innovation activities happening at the product level or the macro level? What's your general impression? Hmm, that's a good question. So my general impression is uh, in the beginning, for sure, what was the at the macro level. So at the, like, I think I think it also makes sense to to set up the policies uh, for uh, for uh, organization and individuals to take into account social responsibility, responsible innovation principles. The idea at least was switching and shifting to the organizational level and uh, uh, more at the product and service level, which is currently going. The particular term of responsible research innovation and responsible innovation came from the policy, I would say, until like a five, six years in the beginning was quite at the macro level. The term has somehow failed to translate it well 
to organizational uh, level. And that is where uh, the problem comes, because if a term like responsible innovation is not really linking to business, usual business cases of the organization, then it's hard to embed it into the organizational practices. And when I talk about organization, it's not talk about all organizations. What I mean is the industrial uh, industrial businesses. So in some other cases, for instance, public bodies, I think responsible innovation basically play a role uh, now much more than businesses because the values that is set at the public level is more aligned with the values that responsible innovation. But in the businesses, I think somehow it's not really, it was not really successful, at least it's not successful yet because of this uh, ambiguity around the components of responsible innovation and uh, the fact that it's not fully understandable for businesses how to embed it, which kind of tools they can use. If these tools bring them more work at the practice or uh, no, what we can see more at the macro level now, now we are, we are getting into the organizational level, but I think less at the product and process level, not because it's not important because we don't have yet tools to translate the components at the levels of product and services. We want to have a responsible product. We want to have a responsible services that is clear at the organizational level or at the macro level. But we don't yet, I mean, as a collective, have a concrete tool to say, okay, if you do this, then you will be become more responsible in terms of the product development or service development. So there exists, but it's not mainstream in the market. I would love to imagine... So I, I'm a company owner or I'm a senior manager at, at a company and I am developing a autonomous car, perhaps. And you spot my company and think the product or the business that I'm running really could benefit from responsible innovation. Would you mind walking me through your thought process in terms of how the conversation would unfold and what will be the average milestones that you would take me through as a company? Okay. So I think first uh, I speak with you uh, more to understand what is the company about and also what is the products or services that you offer. And through that conversation, probably uh, we will uh, have some overlap between what I would like to talk about responsible innovation, what you uh, are interested to. But imagine that we have this uh, conversation, imagine that we have this overlap. I suggest together uh, as co-craft the monitoring strategy for your company in order to see whether or not uh, your product and services, your organizational structures fulfill social responsibility to sustainability, to responsible innovation. We basically, it's kind of the monitoring strategy to assess your company at the levels that we are talk against the social, ethical, environmental, even legal and governance performance. Maybe we can understand better where the company stands. If the company already fulfilled the requirements or is doing very well, to the society and no need to uh, like adding more tools but main maintenance the whole situation or the companies at the levels that needs uh, some new frameworks and then we can go to the kind of iteration of responsibility over time together 
and how uh, you understand to be embedded responsible innovation or that these kind of terms in your organizational framework uh, and the businesses. That is what I start. And then given the fact that we perhaps know that organization needs actively to reach out to their stakeholders to continue the dialogue around responsible innovation or around what we, we, we are doing, so then we go for this journey, identifying, for instance, what is important for our stakeholders and what we call it materiality. Uh, we can discuss it later. Like autonomous vehicles, so perhaps you deal with individuals, your product used by the customers and clients, deal with uh, some stakeholders like municipality or regions or construction companies and so on and so on. So who are the stakeholders, what are their interests, and what are your interests, and where we are in terms of materializing the, these issues that are important both for you and both for them. And then this is a one kind of matrix or plotting of these issues. And we have the understanding about the process levels of responsible innovation and the principles, so dimension and principles. So we, we won't have the anticipation and foresight. We won't have the reflection of the societal aspects into the company. We want to have the more transparent and open. So this is a process that is one side, and we have also the interests of the stakeholders, your company stakeholders and your company, other side. And then the question is how to match it, how to talk about foresight, how to go about technology assessment, for instance, in your company in order to improve responsible innovation. If you have a conflict of transparency versus privacy within your company against your stakeholders, that needs to basically resolve and have a solution in order to be able to improve the transparency. Do you have an example of where maybe the values did not align and you had to work through that? Yeah, the company, like autonomous vehicles, the values, for instance, I said about the security and privacy. For instance, the safety, your autonomous vehicles bring safety, but less privacy for, for those who are using. And that is where uh, the values uh, basically conflict could be discussed. Another example could be for AI, for instance. Okay, you want to mitigate bias as kind of the value, but at the same time, you don't have the capability to do it, then mitigating bias means that more, more data as a private data needs to be there in order to mitigate the bias. That is also another conflict of the value that could be interesting to look and see how you can connect the responsible innovation principles to that. The dynamic nature of this plotting of the issues uh, uh, slash values needs to be taken into account over time in order to understand what is important for your stakeholders at the current stage in the next four months, next uh, six months, and what is important for you. And that is uh, can be changed over time. Uh, privacy, environmental sustainability, social responsibility, or whatever terms that we talk is important now, it does not necessarily mean that important next year. And your strategic planning will be modified based on this uh, based on these changes of the values and the impact on the business and the importance of stakeholders and society. So the other big part of your work and focus is on assessing and improving the social performance aspects of innovation or innovation projects. 
would you mind telling us a bit more about that side of your work? We we normally reach to the point that what is the leading questions to articulate a responsible innovation strategy for the organization, uh, particularly uh, industry, and also from the, the pilots, uh, stakeholders, industry, to understand uh, where they are. The question is, what are your broad aspiration and concrete goals against having this uh, responsible innovation strategy? What is the potential that you have, where you play and where you can align your strategies and what your capabilities and what is the management systems uh, that you have? Or I try to basically convince the industry to identify and contextualize responsible innovation priorities, conduct materiality metrics for responsible innovation priorities. The internal validation needs to be done in order to align the strategic plan of the company to uh, what is basically needed at responsible innovation. And perhaps you have the reporting inside uh, within the company. We say that, okay, these are the elements that is important. We can set up key performance indicators for a company in order to assess the company over time against those key performance indicators, which can be changed. And then this analyze and benchmarking, uh, let's say, starts, uh, which is analyze the performance of organization, performance of the business, and benchmark against peers. If we have talked about autonomous vehicles, we also need to look at, okay, what is the benchmarking against the peers in the sectors that we talk and perhaps determine risk and opportunities to adjust a strategy. Companies can set a strategic priorities and build a kind of the business case around responsible innovation. And then again, iteration phase for set the targets, uh, uh, tailor-made KPI, key performance indicators, and based on KPI, they can assign responsibilities to those who are responsible for that uh, achieving and fulfilling KPI, and then uh, like a cascade objectives for, for the whole organization. Then you can go to the execution phase and then go further for measuring performance, collecting data qualitatively and quantitatively, and identify plan deviation and then remediation activities for improving for responsible innovation. But you cannot say that, okay, these are the indicators that come from responsible innovation, do it. It doesn't work because you need to have some incentive for businesses to do this. These incentives could be brand value in the long run. They could be uh, in a short run financial gain, or it could be something else. But you need to have some grounds to talk about why why responsible innovation is important. And then that is uh, comes to this uh, incentivize them. And that is the process that you need to is kind of the loop, make sure the businesses who are in lines with the responsible innovation can basically get grip onto responsible innovation principles. You can see over time that the, with the monitoring or the whole process of steps that I uh, briefly explained, that companies are in the different stages of the maturity of implementing responsible innovation, uh, which is makes sense, does not make sense that you can believe that all the companies uh, should be responsible in all components of responsibility. It's not really possible. I don't think that we get there. You can uh, be good uh, if you can improve and uh, set the target and achieve the targets over time. So basically, starting from the kind of the minimum standard of understanding awareness of responsible innovation, raise awareness and progress in terms of implementing 
And maybe at some of the items of responsible innovation, you can be in the best practice. You can be the leading edge for your sectors. Not only you do responsible innovation in terms of, for instance, uh, transparency, but also you can also reach out to your suppliers and then they also do this the same, promote responsible innovation. So it's a journey, not an event. You need to fulfill the minimum standard and go further, improve yourself over time. And that just comes to the fact that, okay, in a quarterly basis, uh, half a year basis or yearly basis, it needs to be uh, checked where you are with your board, with the company board, and then go off, go on. Do you have example of, say, there's an existing KPI that most companies are, are quite aware of, and then there's something that, you know, responsible innovation specific KPI, and you've had to reword change the responsible KPI so that you will make sense for a, a client, for example. Do you have any examples of that? Just so that the audience could envision, understand yeah. in the context? In terms of the KPI of the company, they have the forward-looking KPI or backward-looking KPI normally. For those who are backward-looking KPI like a margin or incidents and then for forward looking are more like long-term uh, customer satisfaction and brand value and so on and so forth and this is where i need to bridge the gap link the responsible innovation principles slash indicators to these indicators that exist within the company so connecting to existing kpi of the businesses is the best way forward if you want to create a new kpi for the company you can do it, of course, but it's difficult to convince them that it should be also embedded. Understand what is indicators or what is the most important issues for the company and then try to embed to and connect it. Especially for forward-looking indicators, uh, responsible innovation has a lot to say because we can improve the stakeholder engagement and the customer satisfaction. It can help into customer index and it can help to brand value of the company. Backward-looking indicators is a bit more difficult because uh, you don't have the short-term financial gain unless that you are in a very sensitive industry. I don't recall it any example now, but perhaps maybe it exists. And what I do is other around, not talking about responsible innovation to achieve more financial gain, but talking about irresponsible innovation. If you do irresponsible innovation, you lose the margin. You lose the, these backward-looking indicators. The companies, they are not going to be responsible because of you talk about responsible innovation principles. They are going to be responsible because they are afraid of the cost and risk of being irresponsible, which can be uh, falls within the greenwashing, ethics washing. And that is aware that it's important to consult them to to guide them to not to go to direction of greenwashing, ethics washing, ROI washing, let's say, but at least trigger to do something. I distinguish between backward-looking indicators and forward-looking indicators. For backward-looking, I focus on risk and cost. For forward-looking, I focus on impact and then being good. But the point is that you need to have both. And the difficult part is if you don't care about the backward-looking indicators, they don't care about the forward-looking indicators. Forward-looking indicators comes when they are financially gain something. That is a difficult part. So if you just talk about 
brand value being good, it's fine. But in practice, it does not work because they don't take it in the long run. Maybe they take it while you are with them, but they are not taking it after you left. So that is uh, my take <laughs> for from the businesses. I think we discussed it to a certain degree. Degree. So how can responsible innovation methodologies be integrated into performance assessment and monitoring efforts to support business initiatives such as SDGs or CSR? Yeah, it's a it's a difficult question uh, how to link it, but um, because when we talk about, for instance, SDG, it's basically everything more or less is uh, falls within SDG. I think responsible innovation more focus on innovation part, at least uh, part that distinguishes a little bit to corporate social responsibility CSR. It can help CSR because by responsible innovation, you identify barriers, you identify challenges, you identify risk, you identify the tools that can help you towards more social responsibility, which can help social responsibility at the corporate level. But you basically do it more at the levels of innovation and then basically goes on to corporate level. So in the case of the responsible innovation and the corporate social responsibility, I think a lot of overlaps connection. It's just matter of the where you are at the organizational hierarchy and then how you see uh, the disconnection. Uh, For SDG is a bit more tricky because SDG is more or less everything. If the question is how improve SDG through responsible innovation, then RRI is the means to improve SDG in a different angles. We can select a particular SDG, for instance, SDG 9, I think is industry SDG. There you have the goals and you have some targets, and then you can see uh, what are the linkages between the principles and dimension of responsible innovation to SDG. What I think in companies at the moment is more, more appealing and understandable for companies is the environmental social governance uh, performance, ESG, which also have elements of SDG into it, but is more understandable for companies because the indicators are more at the backward and forward-looking indicators, as I said. But this assessment of responsible innovation or materiality is all about the understanding of the relative importance of specific economic, environmental, social governance issues, and that connect to SDG. It's connect to ESG. It connects to CSR. We do assess uh, understanding of this uh, social, uh, environmental, uh, and governance for your business and for the stakeholders. And then under the social environmental governance, you can say that I uh, want to have a SDG number four, number six, number seven. And then uh, it can be linked because then you have the goals, you have the targets, then you can see how it can be linked. The elements and components of uh, RRI, CSR, SDG, ESG, are all of them in one way or another similar. So I think more important to focus on elements and components rather the term. So let's go back to the materiality matrix. What is it? What is the purpose of it? Why do you start with the materiality matrix? Materiality is kind of the process that organization prioritize material issues. In that case, we responsible issues specific uh, economic, environmental, social governance issues based on the assessment of the impact of business on importance of the stakeholders and society. So this is how we start. 
and then usually go and evolve uh, their strategy with the company along our finding. The company executes then and follow back to the organization where it comes to assure statement and concluding reports of the, what they do is aligned with that one. At least in my mind, it's more four steps. So the steps that you are sitting down with, the, like you as a, a C-suite executive of the company of autonomous vehicles, uh, with the most senior people in the company normally, and uh, maybe the board of directors to develop inventory of material issues. And material is a important issues for your company and for your stakeholders. And then the inventory is used to formulate a kind of a set of questions that you can make a survey out of it internally and externally, qualitatively and quantitatively for your stakeholders. And this survey should consider your stakeholders are different. It should be a one set of questions, but can be also tailor-made based on the stakeholders. And in the step three, you analyze the data when you receive the data and summarize it in a kind of the matrix from the stakeholders. For instance, we have the issue of environmental sustainability. The environmental sustainability is not important for you as a business. But it's important for a stakeholder one, important in stakeholder two, not important in stakeholder three, and so on. And this is where this dynamic plotting of the stakeholders mapping interest comes. So what is their perspective about the relative importance of the issues? And then there is basically you plot in the in the map so you can understand better where that particular indicators or issues stands. When you have that, and you can say environmental sustainability, for instance, is important. And the materiality normally comes uh, with stakeholders and then basically your business. And then somewhere the issues popped up. And these issues, these dynamic issues basically can change over time in the quarterly basis or in the yearly basis. And then if this issue is very in the top of the plots, the map, and you need to dig into it, to understand better about the tools and then approaches, then you need to improve it or maintain it in there. But that is a materiality matrix. But at the same time, you have the strategic matrix of your company, which may be transparency or the terms that are not important. So in your strategic matrix, uh, uh, for instance, the transparency is here. And, but uh, with the stakeholders map is there. The journey from what is basically not important for you, but is important for stakeholders and you, that is comes to this integration of reporting of materiality in terms of responsible innovation against the strategic planning of the company. And that needs some solution to improve your, your activity. Imagine that the stakeholders are 100 stakeholders then you have the mean or average of the stakeholders plotted in the map. And when you have the last uh, materiality matrix, then you can say, okay, where like ethical issues stand for me and the stakeholders? And do, do I do enough for achieving that one based on the tools, the action or not? And if not, you need to act. Are there any weaknesses with the matrix? Yes. The weaknesses, yes, is um, weaknesses is objective. So because uh, at the end of the day, the data you maybe you receive is not fully reliable because you basically have a survey, a conversation with your stakeholders. Maybe it goes wrong. You need to improve the data. If you have a good connection to your stakeholders and receive a good data, then I think it's interesting to look because then it gives you kind of the map how to get there. And how often would you recommend a company do that matrix? Depending on the company and context, 
Some areas is uh, really sensitive. So even quarterly basis, I would say for te new tech, quarterly basis. First time is most time consuming because uh, you need to set up the structure, but uh, then you can frame it in a way that is quarterly basis, but every other quarter. So you do the more qualitative analysis, but the first quarter you do like a normal practice and then more quantitative and less talking, but you need the qualitative approach. It's not uh, only filling the questionnaire or survey. It requires sitting together with the C, uh, basically board of the company or senior people. They can say what is material, what is important issues for them. You did mention about the CWA 17796 standards, responsibility by design standard. Would you mind just quickly letting us know what that standard is and what impact do you think that standard, pre-standard, may have? Together with UNI, uh, the Italian standardization, and also SEN, uh, European Standardization Committee, SEN, we have worked on proposing uh, like developing standards called CWA 17796, which is called Responsibility by Design Standards. This standard proposed case by case and then company specific and expert driven approach to responsible innovation uptake, and then basically gives a roadmap to the companies how they can go to this journey of responsible innovation from the beginning to the end. The roadmap starts with top management agreement, commitments, and leadership that basically should be there. And then go for kind of the context analysis. So what is the organization and the businesses do? What is the research and innovation products and technology uh, they want to focus what are how we can identify ethical issues how what are the social legal impacts of the products and stakeholders that is falls within the context uh, analysis of the this roadmap so there are uh, different steps so one is that you get the commitment you go to context analysis the third step is actually materiality we already spoke identify and prioritize drivers challenges risks and barriers and uh, to overcome and then go on so how you can uh, engage stakeholders to work with you what is their relative importance of issues for them and so on and when you uh, have a commitment when you get the analysis of context when you have a materiality then you can go for the engagement and experiment with them so engaging with the stakeholders to go on and then validate and the roadmap this is a roadmap that basically comes uh, from the from the CWA uh, standards, responsibility by design standards, and go through each steps. What you need to do in terms of the context analysis, in terms of the materiality, in terms of the engagement, in terms of the validation. And then they give you a process roadmap to reach to the fact that you sketch a responsible innovation roadmap for your company. From that point onward, so you can see how you can improve it, how you can check it over time. Standards provide set of indicators for responsible innovation for businesses, I think it consists of the 10 category of indicators, including a total of 25 indicators, which fulfill the responsible innovation dimension and principles like anticipation, reflection, responsiveness, and transparency, and so on. At the same time, try to link it to the business cases as much as possible, for instance, uh, try to have some forward-looking and backward-looking indicators linked to it. And that is what we have worked three years ago. And then after three years, as a process of the uh, review of the standards. And then I think it's almost done. So then go on for the uh, next step. So 
that is a standard under SEN, a standardization, CEN, uh, which is a, a abbreviated for European Standardization Committee. I read the standard is designed in a way that's closely aligned with the existing social responsibility standards and also yes. management and government standards. So they should all work in, in sync. Yeah. Yeah, it's aligned with the ISO high-level standard for management systems, like ISO 9001, and also build on experience of the social responsibility risk, like ISO 31000. It's also aligned with the like ISO 26000, uh, which is a responsibility. It's not a mandatory standard, but okay, more responsibility standard, and looking for the whole research and innovation value chain for innovation management. So... We have tradition on our program to close off the conversation. The first question is, tell us a story only you can tell. Uh, thank you for question. I want to speak about the journey that basically we speak a little bit in the beginning. I started from very engineering, uh, hard engineering, and then come to the businesses, go to innovation technology management. And now I'm back to the engineer indirectly, more or less. And this journey is interesting for me. It's kind of the quite a quite a trajectory from the engineer come to like a responsible innovation now back. Mm -hmm. But I think I learned a lot in this loop, which is now is in my life because uh, I partly working with university and also partly in the consultancy. So which is basically this diversifying my activities between the academia and non-academia and then bridging from academia to non-academic and non-academic to academic is the matter of interest for me from the beginning. And we can I can see it from now. I can see it from the trajectory I have passed because I didn't know that I would do it this way. But now I'm uh, trying to link what I'm doing in academia and uh, scientific actions to the practice, to, to businesses, and then uh, how to link it. This is interesting for me to keep it, if it's possible. So to have a boat hat, and this boat hat helps each other, help me to think more truly in both ways, in both uh, directions. Normally, you have some example that you can say, okay, this guy did this, this lady did this, and then you can see, okay, what's the... But in that case, it's not difficult. It's not easy to find those examples because normally either people are in academia or not in academia. And of course, there, I'm not the first one to do both, but there are not many that I can learn or at least not many around me that I can learn. The second question is, teach us a lesson only you can teach. I, I'm not in the position to teach, but okay, at least uh, to uh, to tell what I experienced, and perhaps it helps for the uh, later stage for others, is the fact that the talking with industry, that is most difficult and most important step of the implementing whatever terms like similar to responsible innovation, the terms that are not really measurable. If you talk about not non-measurable terms with the company, you need to be very careful about how to start a conversation. It can be corporate social responsibility, sustainability, responsible innovation, ESG, SDG, and does not really differ much from one term to another, but all of them have the fact that it's difficult because they want charts, they want measures, they want to see the figures. And since you don't have the figures, and you don't want to have the figures, perhaps, 
then it's difficult. So you need to be careful where from very beginning in order to understand each other very well. The way that you started and then you connect your language is really important. At least my experience with industry is don't try to impose good thing from the beginning. So don't try to say, okay, what I say about ethics, transparency and stuff is the things that you have to do. If you do this, they don't do it. So if you like a more diplomatic way, especially what is the risk of not doing those things that you think that is good, normally it works with businesses and industry because then they see, I mean, immediately they quickly calculate in their mind some measures and figures. Okay, I if I don't do this, then I face this problem. Of course, the result is the same. They become more responsible that you wanted, but the way that talking with them is different. Because if we say that, okay, this is a list of responsible innovation principles that I mentioned, and you have to do it, I don't think that you get anywhere. But if you say, okay, uh, take one, and then you know that the risk of not having this one, uh, like uh, ethics, this, this, and that, and then show both both best practices and bad practices, and then the, the conversation starts, and then after conversation, you can go on and improve it, and then add the what you want. But first thing, you need to start conversation. And if you don't start conversation, you cannot do anything. Well, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I really enjoyed the conversation, and I hope that we get to speak again in the future. Yeah, thank you very much too. Thanks for your invitation, uh, and it was a pleasure to, to talk with you.